everyone welcome to the last episode of 2021 of total football club brought to you by the blue wire hustle network my name is still alex perez and it'll probably be my name for the rest of my life thank you so much for joining us one last episode 2021 it's been crazy i look back and i think about the euro the copa america the champions league the super league everything that happened this year was just absolutely crazy but i wouldn't want to do it any other way you can follow us on twitter on instagram on facebook at total foot club subscribe to the podcast apple podcast spotify itunes well apple podcast and itunes is the same thing google podcast uh youtube tiktok sub rate review do what you have to do we really really appreciate that And my goodness, do we have a great show. What a way to finish off 2021. He's back. He is back. He is a soccer fan, a FIFA player, and the captain. One of the captains of the Barcelona Academy Chicago U16 boys team. Ladies and gentlemen, my brother, Angel. Dude, we're doing this again. How are you? Good, good. Good, just good. Yeah, excited for the holidays. Hopefully, maybe no. Yeah, a little. <laughs> well, i i was um, I was asking you when your game was over on on Saturday. I was asking you. By the way, we're recording this literally the day before Christmas Eve, so it's the twenty third. This won't go up until the twenty something. But uh, I was asking you after your game how long your break was going to be. And you said that you're not going to have practice for like two weeks. Yeah. How do, how does that feel? Because it was like around halfway through last month, you were you started training two times, three times a week, and now there's going to be no training. How How's that transition? Well, probably going to do like personal practice for now and like keeping my fitness up and things like that. So it shouldn't be that tough. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. And 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 it just I feel like you get back into shape pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's never going to be a problem. But you you've played two games this season. You've won both of them. The first one one nothing, the second one 3-2. Struggled a little more in that in that second game for sure. That it was one of those back and forth I heard a, a a term that I've never heard before. I don't know why. It was like a basketball game. What the? It was just back and forth. Oh, <laughs> you know. Okay. That that that's no basketball game ends three two unless it's like five year olds playing. But this this was like a basketball game in the sense that it was back and forth. Let me just ask you about the second game because it's just it, it's fresh in your mind. What was what 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 was happening because. Obviously, I and these are just some some observations that I made. You seem very comfortable on the ball, always. You seem very and and you were playing in the middle of a of a back three, 
or on the right side. It was in the middle, wasn't it? Both. Both. Well, yeah. there was a bit of rotation, but you were you were playing there and you were really really comfortable with the ball and you were dribbling past the attackers that were that were pressing you and you were doing it in quite an elegant way, but there was certain the, certain times where, you know, the whole team looked a little shaky. You guys still got the win, but what, what do you make of one your opponent and two your performance? Um, the opponent. Well, like the first game, you know, we're all doing good. There's like one or two shaky moments, but that second game, I don't know. Sometimes we just lost our composure, especially the their first goal. We were all just like scattered around. I felt very vulnerable because it was a what a two v one, and then like our left back. Came, uh, he came and helped me at like it was pretty late at that point but it, it was pretty shaky like at some points we, we just lost our composure we lost where to be if, I don't know if that makes grammatical sense but we just didn't know where to be at, at times but um, no the, the opponent was good I I can't lie they were uh, pressuring at all times better than the first team um, but we just got the win. That's we're the better team. Yeah, and that is something that I personally noticed now, and I compare it to your team a couple of years ago. You guys would go down a couple of years ago, and there was no coming back. Mm-hmm. Whereas this time, they tied you guys twice. Oh yeah, yeah. you guys started winning, then they tied, then it was two one, then it was two two. So. They tied you guys twice. There was some real adversity in in two moments of the game. Just off the top of my head, what I can remember. Do you think that's one of the things that really differentiates this team to your team a couple of years ago? Yeah, a lot. Because, well, you know, I feel like I matured as a player. I, I may not be as social still, but on the field, <laughs> I speak a lot. You're the only one speaking on the field. Really? I don't, I don't pay attention to that. You are. You are. Yeah. Wow. I I I don't notice that, but I feel like I speak more on the field. Like I scream, and um, you know, I I didn't do that much two years ago, three years ago. So, yeah, probably like the the confidence that I've gained, I let go of the pressure a little, because like again, two or three years ago, I wasn't that comfortable on the ball. I could barely dribble through my friends like two to three years ago. It wasn't it wasn't the best, but now that I feel more comfortable, I feel um a lot more confident on the ball. You know, it, it could help the team gain confidence as well and start to talk a little more. Cause again, two to three years ago, I felt like I was the only one talking. I felt, I felt like I was the only one trying, even though even though some kids were, but it felt like that. Yeah, and when if your forwards look back and see their center back dribbling past the pressure and and playing a clean ball to them, that that sets an example and and that's uh that that's a way of showing an example by actually doing it. You know, you're 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 not you're not saying you're not much of a vocal leader. You lead by by example and. Yeah, that's that's just one of those things where you really have improved. Your, your dribbling has, mm-hmm. has has improved a lot, and and yeah, 
it might be a well it is a barca academy and 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 it is exactly what you expect because Mm -hmm. they expect you they, they expect every player on the pitch and even the guys waiting for their turn on the bench they expect every single one of those players to have good control of the ball and it appears like every one of your teammates is very good on the ball Mm -hmm. they compose themselves very well even if they have two three guys coming at which if you have two three guys coming at you i think that's a big advantage because someone is open someone is open right it's it, it it comes down to a numbers game but every single one of your teammates doesn't matter if it's a starter or if it's um or or if it's a player that comes off the bench they all seem to have really good control of the ball and that's huge because and and this isn't to disrespect the kids from the from the teams that you guys played against but a lot of them didn't really have much of of a good first touch and a good first touch is everything and this is something i take it back to to speaking to some of my friends when they were playing in high school i'm not going to say names and i'm I'm not going to say names of any coaches or anything like that you probably know exactly who i'm talking about but they said that they that those coaches certain coaches would work more on being physical rather than just having good control of the ball and that's fine they had good condition Yeah, yeah but they just didn't have good control of the ball and if you have a good first touch that's half the battle and it looks like your team has half the battle won already Mm-hmm. don't you think yeah yeah i mean in practices you know like when i try to defend some of them i, I something i just can't they have they're very composed in training they and in games they compose all the time and trying to defend them not knowing where to be or where to go just 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 shows how good everyone is on the ball yeah and something else is that this also looks more like a team. Yeah. And this is something small, but it goes a long way. Every time you guys score, everyone goes in to celebrate. Oh, yeah. And that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool because beforehand it was... One or two. Yeah, one or two. But also, I I think it's very fair to mention that you guys were like 13, 14 at the time. Mm-hmm. Now you're 15. You're, you're 15 and a half. No, you're almost 16, actually. Um, you guys have matured a lot, and it's a lot of different guys. I I don't recognize any any of the guys that uh, that were with you. I, I'm sure maybe they changed because you know puberty, but like physically, I'm talking about. Yeah. So so I, I but I don't recognize a lot of them. It's it's man, it's it's really it's really nice to see that this is becoming a team, and we even made a joke on last saturday that that one of the kids from the from the from your opponents they were saying oh this isn't the real barca Mm. (laughs) and in my mind i was like yeah damn right it's not the real barca these guys actually win um which i mean it's kind of true although barcelona ended up winning this this past weekend but um now zoning in a little more on you and your skill set i i also sense that you are less afraid to go in for a tackle yeah. Uh I know that was something that that you talked about last time that you were on which was like 3 weeks ago, a month ago, something like that. And you were saying that you weren't necessarily confident while going in for a tackle, but now I I sense that you are more confident. You go in and 
and you're not as afraid as I thought you were going to be. So when a player is coming at you, how do you how do you make the the, the decision whether you're going to go in for the tackle or you're just going to contain? Uh well, I learned like to be in a stance. Mm-hmm. Like uh I think you told me this stance. You taught me just um since I'm like a dominant right footed player, I put my left in front and my right in the back and I like I'm just diagonal. And um so if he's a righty, I I could cut that uh that lane, a passing lane or uh or his way to dribble, I could cut it off. And if he's a lefty I could just switch, you know. Almost like boxing, you know, just switching stances like that. And um there's one point in time where I just couldn't get it right at all. That stance and then my friend um he just told me how to do it because he's mostly an attacking player and he knows the stances he knows like what he's gonna do all the time but he knows like that stance can mess someone up on the attack so i if i see he's coming at me and he's dribbling with his left you know i switch my stance and then and everything like that and then um if i do cut the passing lane off it's just my instinct you know, I'm not like, it's just things I've done in the past and I know when to do it, how to do it. But sometimes I just get caught out, you know, that that like their first goal. Um, I just got caught out. I could have stuck on my leg, but I, ju- I just didn't know what to do. I got caught out. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, I mean, you can't, you can't play a perfect game yeah. all the time, right? That's, yeah. that's pretty difficult, but what what is one thing that you see an attacker do that automatically makes makes you in your mind go okay now it's the time to tackle or is there anything at all to me there isn't i i just know if they do do something i just know when they're going to do it it's it's instinctive it's um it's muscle memory for me to stick on my leg and Again, that that one friend that taught me how to do that stance. Once I got it, I he couldn't get past me. Like every single shot I would block, and I don't have the longest legs, but mm-hmm. I, I I would say I'm pretty athletic. You know, yeah. so my my legs. You've probably seen in the you probably saw in the first game how far my right leg went that way, and then my left leg went the other way. So yeah, you know, well. I'd say that you're a pretty big kid for your age. Yeah, I mean you're 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 15 and you're what 5'8? Five, 5'7. Five, On a bad day 5'6. You're you're pretty much 5'8. Like you're as tall as me and I'm 5'8. Mhm. Spoiler for anyone that hasn't met me yet. I know Chris was disappointed when <laughs> I'm kidding. No, he wasn't. Shout out to Chris. He wasn't. He wasn't. But yeah, you're you're about 5'7, five, 5'8. Five, Surely you're not you're not done growing. So I'm sure Hopefully. no, I'm 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 sure you're gonna be close to the six foot ish, because that's just what it looks like. I I don't I don't think that you're just gonna stop growing there. You're you're definitely gonna be taller than taller than me for sure. You're gonna be taller than a lot of people. And and yeah, you're you're pretty quick. That's also something that mm-hmm. that, that that I saw in these in, in these last two games. I don't know if you got quicker. Or 
if you've been like this because I do remember seeing you play uh, for in, in high school a couple months ago. And I, I don't know. I just didn't think that you were as fast as you are now. Do you think you got faster? I don't know. I I, I remember this like like back in elementary. I wasn't that fast. I don't know. Like you didn't go to that many of my games, but I I didn't feel fast. I felt I don't. I felt like a a piece of wood, almost. <laughs> you know. I I I like I did good at times, but I just felt like a piece of wood. But now like. I don't know. I feel again. I feel more athletic, more agile, more uh, again quicker. But those like the past few months, uh, it was like the first time I played in like what six months. It was it was after quarantine, so that high school season I, I did not feel good physically. And then obviously, like I started working out, and then again with the team, our coach pushed us a little more to be physical and keep that touch, you know, because. Um, I I don't know if I should say his name, but he 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 like had drills where he would uh keep our touch, you know, one twos, and then uh he would have us do physical training as well. So he did he he bit he put um both elements of the game into one practice session, but I do feel a little bit faster than April. Jesus Christ, but yeah, it's almost been a year. Yeah, man. Yeah, but I do feel faster and lighter. Well, it sounds like it's a lot of off-season work. Yeah, that gets you to that point, and that 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 should be a point of emphasis for for anyone that 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 the work that really gets you over the edge is the one that's done when no one is watching. Yeah, right. You're not you're not doing this work at practice. You're not doing this this work when when there's a bunch of people watching or during a game or when you're warming up or whatever the case may be you're doing this one when no one is watching it on your own time you carve up time because you care mm-hmm. right um now let me ask you this you take a look at your game in general you take a look at your skill set where do you think you can improve based oh, on these last two games that oh, okay. that the, the, that you played because i think it'll be a little too much if i just ask you like a general question where do you think your game can improve based on these these first two games that that you've played for for barca awareness because i get i uh that second goal is my fault i'm not gonna lie i cleared out three balls which should have been which shouldn't have been cleared if if i if i were aware of where i was and where the players were we could have scored actually instead of them scoring a goal um and also like my weak foot it's it's good for passing but you know i kind of also want to shoot if i do go up so mostly awareness in my weak foot okay okay and uh finally to to wrap up this this segment what do you think this team is capable of this season do you guys think you can you can win some some trophies we'll see because we still don't know it's it's only two games and like I don't know how many games we have, but two games is not enough to determine. Maybe halfway through the season, but even then, things could change. So, I I don't know. I'm a pessimistic person, so I I I kind of expect the worst, but who knows? Well, I mean, at least you don't set yourself up for 
for failure for no. for failure no. and uh, you, you, i'm sure you don't go into these things hoping that you do bad no no you just go in there you you came to terms with the fact that it might not go your way yeah which is okay you know it's fine um it sure doesn't look like you've come to terms because every time you lose it's impossible to talk to you so um <laughs> and that's okay M- mom always says oh it's just the game oh, you know as and she probably does it out of and she, i'm sure she heard but um <laughs> she does it out of the kindness of her heart she doesn't want you to to be so upset but yeah, at the but same time it's like the competitive juices are flowing and no one no one can understand unless one you've lived it or two you are actually living it and you are going through it so mm-hmm yeah yeah man well looks like your team started off pretty pretty good on on the right foot six points uh four goals in two games that's that's something that that should be celebrated and it just feels like there's good spirits yeah definitely there's definitely good spirits that's something that i didn't feel a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. but now it sure feels like it and i haven't gone to your practices i've only gone to your games Mm -hmm. i so I'm I'm kind of cheating. I'm I'm only seeing the finished product. Maybe the training sessions are different. Maybe they're, they're a lot more. It, I don't know how to explain it. They're they're better. They feel better. There's more. Uh, there's a little more uh, a little more fitness into it, and I don't know. Like, it it feels fun to be there. You know, like uh, two years ago, it didn't feel as fun. It felt like almost. Like as a job, I don't take this as a job. It's like it's a passion, you know. I want to do it, but it felt like a job. It felt like a nine to five job. You have to be there. You're only doing it like to be in shape. That's how I felt. But now I'm like enjoying it. And I'm getting better progressively. So I don't know. It it feels a lot better, more fun. I don't, again, I don't know if that's grammatically correct, but yeah. More fun, more fun, definitely. Funner, I don't even know if funner is a word. Well, regardless, you know who we can ask? Our cousin Kate. Yeah. Definitely. Shout out to her. She's definitely not watching. Um, <laughs> definitely not watching. All right. We're going to take a short break. When we return, we're going to talk about our favorite moments of 2021. I mentioned some of mine already on the last episode. In case you haven't listened to it, you're more than welcome to. But I'm going to share some more. So is Angel. I'm sure he has similar moments that that we're going to talk about and we will discuss but that'll be after the break we'll be right back all right and we are back that's angel i'm alex and we are going to discuss our favorite moments of 2021 we were talking about this right now before we we hit record again and uh let's just address the elephant in the room here probably our favorite moment of 2021 must be winning the copa america Yes. For sure. Yes. That that's that that has to be my favorite moment and I save that for this episode because I wanted to talk with you about it because we saw the twenty fourteen World Cup final, the twenty fifteen Copa America and the twenty sixteen Copa America. And Messi, spoiler, he's our favorite player, and I know I'm wearing a Juventus jersey right now, which might be identified with Cristiano Ronaldo. Um I don't discriminate, love the jersey, but we are big messy guys, right? We are we are big big messy guys. And when when Messi lost 
the Copa America in 2016 and he retired. Did you think that he was ever going to win anything with Argentina? No, I thought I was going to die. Like, uh, you know, when I'm going to die, I thought I was never going to see him lift an, uh, an international trophy. Same with uh, uh, Cruz Azul. I thought they were never going <laughs> to lift uh Liga Mekis trophy. But, like, seeing it actually happen, you know, it it felt it felt right, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because... He actually had played four finals with Argentina. He played one in 07, too. Yeah. Uh, you were you were a baby. You were like one. So, obviously, I, you don't remember that. But I, I do remember Brazil beating the crap out of them. Three nothing. And they beat them there. And then they lose these, these three finals a few years ago. And he retired. A pandemic hit. Of... So many things happen in this world, and it happened. Mm-hmm. It finally happened, and no one really thought it was going to happen until it actually did. That's the thing. Yeah. Right? You you just said it. You said it right now. And I, I was very cautious with, I just don't think he's ever going to win it. I, I They're going to get knocked out in the semifinal. Some... I don't know, some fuckery against Colombia and the penalties that didn't happen, which to me, that was the point where I'm like, oh, these guys, they might be special. They might be the winners when they beat Colombia in the in the Mm -hmm. penalty shootout. But yeah, I mean, even the the performance against against Brazil in the final for Messi, it just it, it, it was a little lackluster, but. That's the biggest difference between this team that won and the other four that didn't. Oh, yeah. Messi was a star in those other three finals. I don't remember the World Cup final that much. I remember watching, like, every single second of it, but I just can't remember what happened except the Mario Gotze goal. Mm-hmm. That one broke me, man. I, I don't know. And then the 2015 one, I, I, I didn't watch it. We were in Indiana. Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I was there was a firework show. It was on the fourth of July. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. And then I I just see I was on an app just like seeing the penalties go green, green, red, and then I just saw the uh Chile's last penalty go green, and then I was like, damn, again, again, yeah. And then uh, the twenty sixteen one. I remember you were sick, so... I had the stomach flu that day. Yeah. Probably one of the worst days of my life. I was not okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then I remember seeing Messi just miss a penalty. And I'm like, nah, it it is. Like, from there, I know they're not going to win anything. But then, you know, um, the penalty shootout against Colombia. And then Emi Martinez just bantering Yerri Mina. I'm like... Yeah, they're they're winning it for sure. And then, um, the final, like the Copa America final, Messi, like you could say Messi, oh, he got carried in the final, but I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't. No one matter. cares. Yeah, he he was doing good throughout the whole tournament. Why is no one talking about that? He got them there. He got them there. He he may have not performed the best in in the final when it mattered. But he he was involved a lot, 
Di Maria got the goal, and that's all that matters. Yeah, and again, that's the biggest difference between the teams that won or the teams that lost and the and the team that won is that when Messi didn't show up, everyone else did. Everyone else did. And yeah. it they felt like a unit. Yeah. They felt like they believed Lionel Scaloni's message, and that is that is huge because maybe the egos weren't as big this time around. And I know it's the that might necessarily not be the case, but they just felt like they were all pulling the same way. They were all on the same page. And that's yeah. that that's huge. That's huge for Argentina, especially when they do it the year before the World Cup. Yeah. That's real momentum. And obviously now they qualified, which is again, it's huge. They won't really have a meaningful game, though, until November next year. So we'll we'll see. But yeah, Lionel Messi really he he he's been criticized for being quiet, for not necessarily being the most vocal of leaders, but he was being very vocal throughout the entire Copa America yeah. and even his celebrations and it just felt like the spirit of Diego Maradona got into him and he became yeah. a real vocal leader talking to the referees, uh talking smack to the opponents. And really encouraging his teammates. That that's something that that really really changed in Lionel Messi. But going going back to our own personal experience, I remember I was watching the game here. Isabel was sitting where I'm at right now. Isabel's my girlfriend, and um, and you were watching it in your room. But you the the TV had a little bit of a delay for whatever reason. And I just remember you ran out of your room, and I'm like, oh, something good happened. And sure enough, it was Di Maria's goal. Yeah. And then as soon as, well, like two seconds before the final whistle blew, you came out. I'm like, oh, it's over. And yeah. and yeah, like that, we shared that moment. We, we, well, we hugged, we embraced because again, we're, we're, we're big messy guys. We, it's safe to say that that's like your first favorite player. Yeah. Probably your only favorite player. Yeah. You know, or, or, eh, well, I don't know if it's your only favorite player. I had others, but their phases. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. Lionel Messi was like number one. Yeah, because you shoved him into my face at the age of four. But I did a good yeah. thing as as a responsible big brother, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and and that's why it was such a big moment because Lionel Messi is is uh is a player that we both really admire that we both really enjoy watching and. It was so much fun to to see that, and again, just poor Isabel just seeing us like, oh, these yeah. guys are kind of crazy. Yeah, and then mom as well. M- mom, of course. Well, mom is used to this. Yeah, mom is used to this. She knows. She gets into it. She she likes sports, but she you know she doesn't feel it as much as we do. For her, win, lose, or draw, she still does her thing. She doesn't really care, but like we kind of don't. Yeah. I know I don't. You you might care a little less. Because you're more normal than I am, mm-hmm. but me, if I know if Messi would have, would have, or if Argentina would have lost that final, I would still be like, not okay. Yeah. Which you know, it is what it is. But yeah, Argentina, and it, it, it was also just beautiful how they all, all as soon as the final whistle was gone, they Messi. all went to Messi. Yeah. And a lot of people might say, well, why did they do that? He didn't do much, but he was the leader. Yeah. He was the leader of that team, and it was. It was great to see. I'm so, 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 so happy for 
for Lionel Messi finally getting his. And then the World Cup is next year, so you never know. You never know. Maybe that momentum carries. Maybe it's a little too much to ask for because this Argentina team, man by like player by player, I don't think that they're amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, but that's what we thought in this Copa America, and they ended up winning it. So, yeah. Um, all right. What's what's a moment that you that that caught your attention in this twenty twenty one besides this one? Oh, uh, when Ericsson got saved mm-hmm. um, after his cardiac arrest. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember watching it. Well, I I woke up, turned on the TV, and just watching him lay on the floor. That's not a pleasant sight, you know. We're in Florida, mm-hmm. so uh, I was with a couple of my friends. We went to go watch some fights, but yeah, I just <laughs> remember seeing him on the floor. I'm like, what happened? And the commentators didn't know what happened. No one knew what happened. And then um, you could see... Uh, well, you saw uh, Simon Kerr, is that how you pronounce mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Running over to him, trying to, like, uh, save him, basically. And then everyone just asking for privacy, you know, standing around him. And then paramedics, blankets around him. And, uh, well, when everyone got the news, they were, like, relieved to hear that he was okay. But it was not the right call to keep on playing that game an hour later. In my opinion, you can't play a game after you see one of your leaders on the floor. Like It, it mentally messes you up. So it, it was good to see him uh, happy. No, sorry, not happy. Like, um, okay, you know. But to play the game one hour later, it was not right. Yeah, you don't just snap out of it. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you don't. It's it's very difficult to and and yeah, when when well, you guys started watching the game before we did. Yeah. And and then yeah. I I was I was actually getting ready to go out cuz we were going to go to the mall. Yeah. And um and then I walk out the room and I'm like, "Oh, like what's going on?" It was just like a wide shot. Yeah. Uh on on the TV, it was just a wide shot of 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 the field and it just looked like a lot like these players had seen a ghost or or they had seen death and yeah sure enough it was pretty close to that yeah it was it, it was really close to that and also i regardless of 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 what you think of of whether the game should have been played that same day or the day after or it should have just been called off or whatever the case may be this was a perfect example of how this game is so much bigger than just those 90 minutes yeah it is a brotherhood especially what you saw with denmark Mm -hmm. they they really have a true bond with christian erickson and the rest of the players have a true bond and that bond helped them make it all the way to the semifinal against against england and they were playing really good Mm -hmm. they were playing really good um casper human Man, props to him because apparently he had dealt with something like that when he was a manager at at a at a Danish club. He had dealt with something similar, and now he was managing Denmark, and this happens to his ace, to his best player. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you have to deal with that. You have to deal with with the rest of the team. You have to deal with the family because Christian Eriksen's partner was there too, and yeah. you know that that's that's something that obviously you know you see the partner 
you see the man on the floor, you see the teammates crying or on the verge of tears, you see grown men broken in front of you, and you're like, what do I do? And Casper Hulman, props to him, he he kept his cool, kept his composure, and he led this team to a great, great run. Yeah. An amazing run. They qualified to the World Cup already, too, so... That could be something that you know to look out look out for because that that's a really good team. But yeah, well, yeah. What what happened to Christian Eriksen? That's uh, man. That's that's one of those things that you just don't forget ever. Mm-hmm. Good thing he's okay. Yeah, he's 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 okay. He, he's okay now. And uh, man, it's it shows you that it happens. It, it can happen to anyone. It happened to one of the most elite athletes. Or one of the most elite type of athletes in the world, it can happen to anyone. So, yeah, it's it, it's crazy and it's eye opening. <laughs> it really is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what about changing topics a little bit? What about two days later, Patrick Schick's absolute oh. worldy of a goal? Yeah, goodness, that's why would he? I have, I still have no idea why he attempted that. I I was sleeping. I was I was sleeping perfectly. And then I hear, "Oh my god." Like from you I'm like something must have happened because you don't scream like that unless something actually happens, like something crazy. And then I walk out even though I hate waking up quick. And then I just see uh uh Shake just trying uh Shab from halfway. And like, you know, I'm not a morning person. So I kept the straightest face, but I I knew it was like it was something crazy. So, you know, it it was like I like I've never seen that. It, I I have, but like to happen in a Euro, at in a group stage match when it matters a lot, it was pretty crazy. That's I don't I'm I'm sure you've seen this before, in other. In other sports, but that's the ultimate. Oh my God, what are you doing? Oh my God, what are you doing? Oh, you legend! What a goal! Yeah, you know that happens a lot with with quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, oh my God, what are you doing? They're throwing like a seventy yard bomb, and then the receiver catches it, and you're like, oh, I can't believe it! Like, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it was just so unbelievable. I was like, I was standing like right here, watching the game before I went to work. And I just see him attempt that. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And then he goes in and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. That that is surreal. Yeah. And and again, I think you, you mentioned something incredibly important. The context of this goal in a group stage. Yeah. In a Euro. It doesn't get any bigger than that. that that's just ridiculous it is ridiculous and uh, to me it's the goal of the year do you think it's the goal of the year there's others but probably maybe probably which one do you think can can compete against that oh man i there's so many maybe no oh maybe uh the goal from diago alcantara like a few weeks ago where he just he hit it so perfectly and he just never touched the ground 
even though he was aiming for the ground. I don't know. I don't know if you. It was against Milan, I think. Uh, that one is just like satisfying to watch. I, I like satisfying goals instead of like halfway goals. I, I don't know. But both were really good goals, but I like Diago's a lot more. Interesting. You know, you're not the only person that has told me that that's not the best goal. Some people have said that that's not even the best goal of the tournament in the Euro. I've heard that from from a few people. I'm like, Who else scored like a banger? That's a good question. Because uh, I, I, I don't. I, I don't know. The only... Oh, Thorgan Hazard versus uh, Portugal. Portugal. That one was a really good goal. He shot it from like 25 yards out. Yeah, also one of the worst games of the tournament. That game was really bad. It was boring. It was really it bad. Was boring. Um, Like entertainment-wise. Yeah. It was bad. Uh, but yeah, Patrick Schick's goal has to be like... Top two. Yeah. yeah. To, to me, it was, it was the best goal of the tournament and the best goal of oh, the year. Yeah. Just, just putting it in, uh, when you put that that context into into consideration, that that was just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that that was absolutely ridiculous. And and then he went on to have a run, and then he got like his nose broken too. Yeah, against uh, who was it? And it, it was in their second game. I don't. Uh, remember. Croatia, I believe. Oh, Luka Modric scored a banger. I don't remember. It. I think he scored a banger. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure he scored a banger. But um, yeah, okay. Any other moments that that you have from from twenty twenty one? I just changed mine because okay. I just it just popped into my brain uh-huh. when Raúl Jiménez scored his first goal nice. from his injury. Nice, yeah. Oh well, I I talked all about that one on the first episode, but I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, the Code Red documentary came out. Perfect. Yeah. So it was really like not hard to watch, but like it was pretty sad. You know, like seeing what happens to him, and then seeing uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, like crying during that uh, documentary, like seeing how much like love he has for Jimenez, and like seeing what happens to him, like you can't like th- that injury messes you up pretty badly, a broken skull, and then like what it does to your brain and everything. So seeing him score, um. A goal like that, he drove past like two players. So seeing seeing him score in that way, just like it, it didn't make me feel relieved because you know he was on a goal drought. It, even like he was playing for like a month since then, and he didn't score a goal. Uh, his team was losing. I think I don't, I don't know. They're tying. They they weren't winning that much, and then. When he scored, everything just came uh, back to life for Wolves. And they're like top five. No, top eight, I think. They're in the right? top half of the table yeah, for sure. They are. They've been doing a bit better. And, you know, again, just seeing that documentary just makes you. It uh, gives you like another. Um, perspective. Perspective of, 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 of like the family, the, the paramedics. And his point of view as well. Because we didn't know much about his point of view. And, like, uh, it, like he said that, like, oh, his his partner said that for, like, the first three days, 
he would call her like three times asking the same question like it, it's it, it's pretty funny but you know it's pretty serious at the same time yeah because he the they were saying the paramedics that they interviewed or one of them yeah was saying that that's pretty normal after a head injury especially yeah. with trauma like that uh but yeah it it gives you a very different perspective because even Raul Jimenez, he didn't go public on on his situation and even like a month after yeah, it all happened. It was like around this time last year where he actually came out and he said, hey, like, I'm okay. I'm doing better. Um, I'm, I'm in rehab. Thanks for everything. You know, just like stuff like that. It took him a while. Yeah. It took him a while. And, and uh, we were just getting updates from, from other people. But... Um, yeah, I don't know if you saw the the part where uh, Nuno, when when Wolves and Tottenham played, Nuno stuck around after the game to meet Raúl Jiménez's daughter. Yeah, and he was playing with her, and they were talking. Yeah, Raúl and and Nuno and stuff like that. So Nuno really loved or really loves Raúl Jiménez. How unfair is it that Nuno lost his job? In a season where Raúl Jiménez was hurt, like half of it, that's very unfair. Don't you think that if Raúl Jiménez was playing, he would still be managing Wolverhampton? Probably. And then he managed Tottenham, and that was that was not it. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely not it. But yeah, that's. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the the documentary because that was a really really good documentary, and it's yeah. the good thing is that it's free too. You don't have to pay yeah. like Netflix or anything. It's it's on YouTube, so. So yeah, anything else you want to add about about that? Um, no, no. Okay. Um, well, to wrap it up, let's let's stay with 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 a Mexican theme. And I know that this is something that we joked about a lot beforehand. And let me put it into context for people who aren't very very knowledgeable about Mexican soccer, the Mexican league. First and foremost, there's there's two tournaments that are played. It's the Apertura and the Clausura, right? So there's basically two champions in one calendar year and in and in one season. And it is, you know, it makes it a little more exciting. Yeah. It, it makes it a little more exciting. But there are, there are two teams at the start of 2021 that hadn't won a title in 24 years and 70 years, respectively. What if I told you that both of those teams won a title this year? You would have been like, no way. No way was that going to happen. But guess what? It did. Cruz Azul won their first title since December 1997. And Atlas, a few weeks ago, won their first title for the first time since 1950. One, it all happened in 2021. The memes ended because yeah. if you guys, if you guys know how me- how us Mexicans are, we just make fun of everything. We make fun of everything and anything and everything. And um, yeah, those memes were over for Cruz Azul. Those memes were over for Atlas. They did it, and it was funny because when Cruz Azul won, we're like. What are we going to make fun of now? Yeah. <laughs> Pumas. Pumas, yeah, but they won it like 10 years ago. And we know a lot of, well, I know a lot of Pumas fans, so I don't think I. Yeah. Shout out to Mariano Trujillo. Um, our guy, he's 
he's cool he's yeah. cool but um yeah when when you saw that first cruz azul and then atlas well we watched that that one together but yeah. when when you saw cruz azul because i feel like that one was like the more impactful one because we, we made more fun of them what went through your mind I I was happy for them, you know. Yeah. Cause like at times I felt bad for making fun of them. So I I just remember this one final. Uh, was it twenty thirteen? <laughs> that, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Say it. Say it. That say one. it. It was. We were out eating. We were celebrating a cousin's graduation. Yes. And then I I just see how how much how much were they up in the <gasps> aggregate? Oh, uh, I think it was. Three one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, and then I see three two, and then three three. We were keeping up with it on my phone, remember? And uh, and on the TV, it was pretty far, but I I saw you're blind, so I I saw. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then we got close to the TV because we went to the bar. Yeah. Because we were like on our way out, and yeah. we saw the penalties at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then it, it was crazy because that's when I got the knowledge of. They bottle every single final that they are in. So once I got that knowledge, I'm like, yeah, this is the team we're going to make fun of. And then it happened again and again and again. And like, you know, and until it didn't happen, which was this year. Who did they face? They faced Santos. Yeah. Which is a team that they're, they're pretty good. They won a championship like three years ago. And yeah. then before that, like six years ago, and then before that, like two, nine years ago. Uh, so, so they like in the last decade, they've won three titles. They're a pretty good team, and they beat them. Yeah, and I when I heard the final whistle, you saw the camera shake, the fireworks going off. It, it, again, it felt right. And well, this Atlas one, um, I don't know. It, it didn't feel as impactful. But knowing the people from Jalisco, knowing that Vicente Fernandez died. All in the same day. That's yeah. the, the, the most iconic Mexican singer from Guadalajara died on December 12th. And then one of the clubs from Guadalajara won their first title in 50 years that same day. That that It was chaos that, yeah. whole, that, that, that whole day. Yeah, and then like, um, well, beforehand, like before the game even started before they even sing the national anthem mom she was having the the funeral for Vicente oh, on tv yeah on tv so that was pretty like emotional to see and then the national anthem at the stadium it was loud again the camera shaking and then they started playing a song from Vicente Fernandez uh, uh, yeah obviously at, they're playing uh I think me mi, mi rey was it el rey el rey yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I know you're not the biggest fan of, of him, but that's yeah, same, yeah, same, same thing. thing. It's still a king. That's the thing with Mexican soccer. There's just so many things that are yeah that are intertwined, right? But uh, yeah, that was that was crazy. It, it it was one of the craziest moments both in back in May and and in December, and and that's that's Mexican soccer for you. It 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 sucks for the most part, but. It, it th- that was cool that was great to see both fan bases incredibly loyal of course and yeah they finally got theirs all right 
We're going to take another short break. When we return, we have a massive announcement for you guys. Stay tuned. All right, and we are back. Let's finish this off with a bang. Let's finish 2021 off with a bang. No more, no more anticipation. We're just going to say it. We have a big announcement, and here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, starting January 13th, every other week, this man right here, my brother Angel, will be joining us, special editions of this podcast. So starting the 13th and then every other Thursday moving forward, he will be here sitting right there. I'll be sitting right here and we will be talking smack like we always do. Dude. This is awesome. This is incredible. I'm so happy that we're finally able to announce that we were trying to coordinate it, but this is great. How do you feel? You know, I don't have much to say. Well, I feel good. I feel good. I would hope that you had more to say because now you're you're agreeing to join a podcast. <laughs> you have plenty of you have plenty of things to say always when when yeah. when the microphones are on and the cameras are on. But, dude, I know that. For someone that isn't as social as like like you are, and you know that's how you are, that's your personality. Mm-hmm. I know it probably takes a lot out of you to do these things, so I appreciate it's, it sometimes. You so know, it's, like you're my brother, obviously. I, I've known you my whole life, so it's not like going out to like a party and like talking to a stranger, which I'm not good at at mm-hmm. all. My friends know that, so <laughs> I think everyone knows that. Yeah, but. Yeah, I know it probably does take a little bit out of you, but it's funny that we we've gotten a lot of compliments from this from from what we did a few weeks ago, and it's funny that people have said how comfortable you look in front of a camera, and how 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 confidently you speak, and it's just it's like wow, I didn't know this side of Angel, and I'm like well. I kind of did, but not really, <laughs> you know, and, and, and here he is. So it is, it is awesome. It is awesome to see you do this and do it because you like it. Not necessarily because you, you know, you want to live up to it. Yeah. Yeah. No one's forcing you. No one's, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not telling you, Oh, if you don't do this for me, I'm never going to talk to you again or anything <laughs> like that. Like we're, we're doing this because we genuinely enjoy it. And I think it'll be a lot a lot like the first segment of the show where we just kind of talk about you and Mm -hmm. your team and you know your skill set your improvements where you know stuff like that so yeah man any any words you have for the for the tfc faithful no (laughs) come on man they're waiting for you (laughs) i don't know what to say it's fine it's fine not really it's fine. I'll I'll speak on your behalf, yeah. and I hope that you agree with, with with my words that I'm about to say. Expect the heat. That's all. January thirteenth. Expect the heat. We're gonna bring it. We're definitely gonna bring it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It really is. It's gonna be a lot of fun. The the insight that you get from from someone that actually does it, from someone that that is playing, someone that is inside the pitch, and someone that. That that takes the hits, someone that 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 covers the spaces, someone that 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 gets an earful from their coach. It's a very different perspective, and it's great to get that uh, every other week, starting the thirteenth of next month. It is it is great. It is something that not a lot of people get to witness, and I am lucky enough, along with the people that are watching us, which 
the the community is growing and growing a little more i don't know if we've hit the 200 subscribers by the time that this goes You're up one away i know i'm one away what the hell but um probably probably even if i check right now but this is something that that we get access to and who knows if you become a professional and and you do this for a living meaning that you 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 play football for a living we got first access to to a professional player wherever you may be playing and then if you don't end up becoming a professional player well now you have this now yeah. you have this experience so there's that you you have a you're in a win-win situation and i'm really glad that you're on board and it makes me really proud that you are doing this and again not because i'm forcing you but because you you were excited to do it and I, I presented the idea and you were you were on board so i appreciate it it means a lot and this is this has the potential of being like an aaron Rodgers, pat mcafee type of type of thing you know but we'll get there when we get there i know that i get way ahead of myself and you don't as much yeah so we'll get there when when we get there any any final words before we wrap up any wishes, any any uh, resolutions that you may have for 2022? Um, probably mature a bit more. <laughs> you know, huh? people say I'm already pretty mature. I just want to mature a little bit more. Um, wishing good health for the family and everyone I know. And for Man United not to win anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I I don't know if I second that, but uh that last part, the others for sure. Um anything that you're looking forward to 2022, both with your team and in in, in the professional setting with, with with the guys that we watch Premier League, World Cup, stuff like that. Uh going with the team like talking to them more i'm not again i'm not that social with them but once i do hopefully they i get to know them a little bit more and um that's about it well there you go there you go that that is awesome and i definitely look forward to seeing your growth as a person as a player as a man those are things that that make me really proud very very proud um all right well that's that that's it for 2021 uh, thank you all so much for joining us, the craziness, the name change, all the episodes that we dropped on you guys during the summer, uh, the hiatus that we had after, and then we came back and you guys responded just exactly the same. It all means a lot. It means a lot to me, means a lot to Chris, and I'm sure that Angel, the more that he gets involved, uh, it's going to mean a lot to him because now he's now he's a part of it. So yeah, that's it from us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. We really appreciate you all. 2022 is going to be incredible. We have the World Cup. And that 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 itself is 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 a lot of content. And I know I'm probably not supposed to use the word content when I'm actually creating this, but it's my show. I do what I want. Thank you so much. <laughs> Health and wealth for every single one of you watching and every single one that 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 has supported. We appreciate you all. Thank you so much. Enjoy best wishes for 2022. See you next year. I know. Corny, corny, lame dad joke that I just came up with. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.